0: Outside the shoot, we'd like to thank one of their sponsors, the Links at Penn Hills. If you're a golfer, you're going to want to check out the Links at Penn Hills in Shubenacadie, Nova Scotia. With nine holes wide open situated along the beautiful Shubenacadie River, and the other nine tucked into woodland, this less ferber design is a challenge for the best of golfers. Located just 15 minutes from the Halifax Stanfield International Airport, the Links at Penn Hills has become one of the best courses in Nova Scotia. For more information or to book a tea time, Go to links at Penhills.com. Hey everyone, happy Monday once again and welcome to episode 13 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Suwannee, Georgia, as Kennedy Harp of the Peachtree Ridge Lions went 8-for-11 with two home runs and a triple to have an amazing week offensively. Congrats, Kennedy. Fantastic week. On to this week's guest and we sit down and chat with Melfort, Saskatchewan native Dean Holine. Dino has a long list of accomplishments that started back in Bantam when the Melfort 222s would win the Bantam, Midget, and Junior Nationals. From there, Dean would go on to have a storied career that would include four Canadian senior men's national titles, two ASA national titles, and an ISC world title. Dino would also represent Canada where he won a silver and a bronze at the ISF World Championships. He is a six-time All-World player at the ISCs, five-time All-Canadian at senior Nats, was the MVP of the 2009 ISC Worlds and was inducted into the ISC Hall of Fame in 2015. We're going to talk to Dino about growing up in Melfort and getting his start in the game. His first senior Nats win with the Edmonton Express in 1999, that amazing 2009 where Kitchener would win the ISC Worlds and Canadian senior Nats, but also have a setback to the Brookfield Elks at the Nationals. (laughs) Dino was a fantastic interview, and it was great to dive into his illustrious career and hear some great stories. You guys can also hear Dean, along with Keith McIntosh and Donnie Axton, on their podcast called Two's Talk, based out of Saskatchewan, as they do a fantastic job promoting this great game as well. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. i
1: got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm.
0: go. Dino, thanks for coming on the podcast.
2: Hey, great to be here.
0: How's, uh, how's things out great in the uh, beautiful Saskatchewan today?
2: Well, it's a little cool today, but I gotta say it's, uh, it's not bad. It's refreshing. We've had kind of a, you know, off and on, we had a few hot days and now it's, now it's cooling us off a little bit. So it's all good. Feels like fall.
0: Right on. Any, uh, any big Labor Day plans?
2: Uh, No, we've, uh, like with our, with our program here with, with T22s, we're, we're kind of super busy ramping up with things. And so we've got, you know, some meetings, some parent meetings and instructor meetings all kind of lined up, but, um, other than, you know, taking off or going anywhere, no, I'm not too bad.
0: Yeah. Right on. Now, before before we get into the fast pitch side of things, uh, we need to talk, talk a little hockey. I was doing the research here, and uh, I saw you. Uh, oh no! Saw you played a few years with the Saskatoon Blades there, and and were drafted in the eighth round by the Washington Capitals. I didn't have a clue about that.
2: No, it's it was a while ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, as soon as you said hockey, my back and legs got sore. Again, <laughs> so I don't know. I haven't played hockey. <laughs> I haven't played for quite a while, but uh, you know, every once in a while I get out. Tosh uh, Keith McIntosh has a a family tournament every November. and and for the last ten or twelve years, that's been pretty much the bulk of my of my hockey, you know, at this point. But uh yeah, no, I loved it yeah, growing up. Growing up, obviously, you know, playing a, a couple different sports, and, and hockey was definitely one of them. And it was almost like a coin toss, uh you know, which I actually liked better, you know, because right. softball, even though it didn't have the, you know, the the outward, you know, world, yeah. Uh, Uh, You know, it just it just uh, the hockey was a little more easier for people to go. Oh, geez. Yeah, of course, you're going to want to play hockey because you can go to the NHL. You can do all these different things, you know, um, softball wasn't uh, wasn't quite on the map as far as the hockey stuff. So I had some pressure there for sure to kind of figure out what I wanted to do in life and and kind of got to do a little bit of both. So it's great.
0: All right. You guys had some pretty uh, tough teams there. I saw I was looking through HockeyDB. One year you had uh, Kelly Chase, Kevin Kaminsky and Tony Twist all on the same team.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh it was definitely a, a rugged group. I, and I look back and I think, you know, I mean, yeah, it was it was more on the tough side of things, but we had some really really talented players that uh went on to do some nice things too in the NHL and and Europe in different places and I just can't believe we didn't win. You know, like mm-hmm. I just think of some of the some of the crew we had and um yeah, it was, it was I mean, a lot of fun, great, great squads and still uh, friends with a lot of the boys, obviously every chance we get to, to hook up and chat for sure.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you get, did you go to Washington's training camp?
2: I did. I went, I went my first year. Uh, I was actually in a ball game when I, when I heard they actually announced it over the loudspeaker in Saskatoon. Cause I, I really wasn't sure if I was going to get drafted or not. And back then, you know, even as an eighth rounder, it's not like I'm sitting on pins and needles waiting to, right. you know, to make a trip. It was just more, um, you know, if you get drafted, that's great. It's yeah. a feather in the cap. But, but I mean, a lot of guys that were kind of in my boat, it almost is better if you were a free agent and could maybe just go anywhere, you know.
1: Hmm.
2: Um but, uh, at that time I, I went to camp and that was, uh, had some pretty cool fellows that I got to go to camp with, like Rod Langway, Scott Stevens, uh, Jeff Cortnell, Dino Ciccarelli taught me how to tape my stick, you know? So it was just, yeah. And it was, it was really cool. I mean, only the goalie and uh, Byron Defoe were my, were my roommates. Wow! Wow. So two pretty good goalies there. I don't know why I got stuck with a goalie. Maybe it's because I'm a pitcher. I always kind of say goalies and pitchers are maybe the same mentality. Yeah, exactly. Just a mess. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I always tell people I'm the most normal pitcher I know. Yeah. go very far. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nice.
1: Yeah.
2: Well,
0: maybe uh, tell us about uh, getting your start in Melfort there and the influence your dad, Doug, played in your development growing up.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I have heard, uh, you know, some of the other, uh, you know, Hilly's podcast with yeah. you guys as well. And I mean, I've got a story much like everybody else. It's like, you grew up on the field as the bad boy, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just like, I, th- I thought my, my story was kind of unique. And then I hear everybody else and it's like, yeah, we we were all bad boys. we all grew up at the park. I still think of the little, you know, you go get a fall ball, you get a nickel and you know, all the different candies that you used mm-hmm. to be able to, it was just a, it was just a, an awesome experience growing up at the ballpark. And, um, you know, obviously dad had a, a big role, my life just um you know as as getting to watch him play I'd like to watch him now you know like I'd like to go back in time and and get to see some of the older uh the greats play like Gino McWillie um you know I saw him just on the tail end of his career you know Robbie Scheller um a little younger you know than Gino and them but Mm -hmm. um I just I just love growing up at the park and uh obviously dad did some coaching for us and uh, coached me basically all the way up to the junior level. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so he was, he was a major impact in, on my life as in my sport and, you know, with hockey, he was a major support as well. And, and uh, yeah, so it just seemed like he was always there for sure.
0: Nice. Yeah. I wanted you to talk a bit about that, the uh, Melfort two twenty twos program that you guys won Bantam, Midget and Junior Nationals. Like, uh, that's, that's pretty crazy accomplishment right there.
2: Yeah. You know, and I, and I think I used to, like we used to say growing up, like nobody's ever done that, but I think Lloyd did it. I think Lloyd liners, uh, they either may or may have not that somebody will have to check the facts on that right. one, but um, you know, regardless it, whether you're the only or whether you're one of a few, it, it was a pretty special ride. We had, uh, you know, probably a core of four or five or six guys, you know, and, and we grew up together. We basically played ball together every second year. We had a really good shot at winning provincials. And, uh, you know, we had tough teams out there. We had to compete against uh, Saskatoon. Timberline. was always seemed like they won every second year and we won, you know, every off year kind of thing. And, Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, playing, it was, we we were a real small town like Melford's. you know, five, 6,000 people at the time. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we, our core of players was all from Malford, which was, you know, kind of special. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I try to think back, you know, on the coaching side of things. Now I try to think back to, you know, what motivated me as a player and how do you motivate kids today and it's it's a different it's a different world obviously that we live in you know compared to 30 40 years ago and it's like uh i just i think it's tougher it's it was so easy for us you know we just as soon as you as soon as you got home from school what did you do you grabbed a glove grabbed a hockey stick and you went and played you know and then you got called in for supper you came home you ate and then off you went again and you're playing something different so you know, nowadays it's just a different world. I think it, it takes for, for kids to, you know, to excel at their sport. I think it takes even more discipline. Yeah, I agree. You know, from them now, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a different spin. We did it for fun. We mm-hmm. still learned, you know, we learned a lot, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to just keep pulling my, you know, our two twenty twos and into this, like our, our training company. But, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the secret for us. We, uh, you know, not only do we have some great instructors with our program, uh, but we, we make it fun for the kids. And if we know if they're having fun, they're going to come back. And, you know, when you, when they keep coming back, then the skill development starts. Right. So it's, um, I think we were lucky growing up when we did, uh, for sure. Uh, but like I say, I think nowadays kids, It's a little harder for them. They've got to pick their sport a little earlier, you know, regardless of whether you whether you say you're a two sport athlete or or not. Like I love, you know, play as many sports as you can. Mm -hmm. But even our own program forces kids to choose what they want to do a little sooner. right? Right. It's it's just a different different time that we're living in for sure.
3: I think a lot of it now is uh, also distractions for kids these days, like, you know, with social media and every other thing, every other avenue they can use to, to not play sports like video gaming, for instance we didn't have video games when we were a kid. You know, you had a Vic 22 that took an hour to load a game and you only got to play that if it exactly. was good. Your old man would smash your ass. Or... Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. For
1: sure.
2: yeah no doubt. Right. No doubt. Well now if, and if you got OCD and you're like me, you got yeah. to tick every one of those stupid things on Facebook cause you don't like the blue color, you know?
3: Like... <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> oh, I saw your thing. Liked you. Liked
3: you. Yeah. Liked you. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Why
0: didn't you like it?
3: Oh no, yeah. I liked it. <laughs>
2: Outside. yeah
0: for sure <laughs> now that uh, yeah. <laughs> that last junior, that last junior nationals that you guys won there you know um what <clears throat> did that uh really prepare you for going in the senior level
2: i think so uh you know i mean again back then though we we jumped into senior a little bit earlier um and, and i know they've changed the ages so many different times so i'm not 100 percent sure on you know, but I, I, think now, what is it? 23.
3: Yes. Yeah, you're
2: still a junior. Um, you know, and I think they're, for whatever reason, they're trying to, you know, make the, the junior level a little bit more successful and maybe not having, like, I don't know, maybe part of the reason is that jump from junior to senior was too much for, for kids. And, and it probably was,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, but again, back then we didn't really have a choice and, and really our junior team, like many, uh, we, we, we were in a lot of men's leagues, you know, we played, the um, Gino McWillies and Rob Schellers and Donnie Bates of the day. Like we, we brought them into Malford and, and had, you know, thousand people out to the games. And, you know, it was just, you know, we, we lived a pretty fun, uh, Fun time back when we were playing junior ball, for sure, yeah
0: yeah that was so, that was always awesome back in the days when you know you'd it wouldn't be a a strange thing to see over a thousand people at the ballpark because you know that was that was the thing to do back then,
2: yeah exactly yeah all the all the field days and again i I'm talking prairie ball here, but I mean mm-hmm. pretty well every weekend there was either single or double day tournaments that you could go to every weekend of the summer, wow, and you know now obviously you've got to, you know, obviously on the travel side, you've got to travel a lot further to find good teams. You've got to yeah. obviously have a pretty good uh, fundraising budget, or you've got an owner that, that has big pockets that, yeah. that can take you all these different places that you have to go nowadays for sure. Yeah.
0: So, so you start you started playing. We were, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead.
2: That's okay. We were pierogi makers. <laughs> that was our, <laughs> a lot of the parents were making pierogies and that's, that's, that took us to, uh, all the way across Canada for nationals one year, two years for sure. Right? Really? So, oh yeah. Wow. And plus you, you, you like pierogies, it, it helps. Oh. You, know, you probably eat a lot of your own profits. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pierogies, nothing, nothing <laughs> better than pierogies <laughs> and sour cream. Jesus, that's, that's delicious. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got your, yeah. your are senior in 92. Um, where was, wh- wh- who was your first team with?
2: Uh, I was with Camrose and, uh, Okay, so the, I, mer- the merchants, uh, right? Keith McIntosh. Yeah. yeah, so so Keith was always, you know, I, it's a, we're in the same breath pretty much every time. I don't know how many hotel rooms we've roomed together over the years. It's probably ridiculous. But, <laughs> you know, Keith and I grew up together, and then uh, he actually started uh, a year before me. I, I had went out to to BC for the summer and, and then ended up staying out there and uh, played UBC hockey. So that kind of... Kind of took me off in a little bit of a different path there while Toshi went to uh, Camrose and started. So he had a year under his belt there before I got there. But it was, uh, I mean, great ball team. I was throwing to Dougie Arnett, who maybe, you know, maybe some of the people nowadays don't remember Doug, but Doug was one of the best catchers, uh, you know, in the West for sure. And uh, so I was really lucky to get to throw to him primarily. Um, And I mean, Brian Sisnowski. You know, he was probably one of the best hitters in Canada at the time, and uh, played with National Health Care. So, I mean, there was uh, Glenn Jevney. I got to throw with Glenn. Like, I mean, he's he's just a wizard. So there there was so many great names and there's more, there's some I'm definitely going to be missing, but uh, we had a good team back then and and we had a pretty good budget. You know, we traveled, uh, we did the Ontario tours and went to uh, ISCs and, you know, wherever it was, it was a pretty good ball club and it was a pretty good time to start. And I was the young guy that got to come in and yeah, I got to get a lot of innings in and, and Jevney was kind of at the end of his career. So I think, you know, I had a role where I probably had to carry as many innings as I could. Right. You know, right. let the young guy go out there and get beat up if he has to, but he's going to learn a lesson. And then, then I get to sit back and I get to watch Jevney, uh, you know, do his thing against some of the top clubs. So it was a, a real good time for me to learn and, and get to watch some of the players out there that, you know, teammates and also people that were playing against at the time were, yeah. were pretty special. So Right on.
0: Now, your your yeah. first uh, ISE tournament was – that was in 93 with Saskatoon Rappel Brothers, correct?
2: It was. Yeah. It was, yeah. What, and I think uh, it was Kimberly, Wisconsin, Yeah, if I do recall.
0: So, so what do you remember uh, about that That first one?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than the ball. I mean, the ball was great, but I, I do remember, because, again, uh, just kind of getting into drinking at the time, and I know this is a family <laughs> oh, show, but it, hey. Uh, it's, uh, it's not oh, a family no. show. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I learned the difference between corn whiskey and whatever whiskey we drink <laughs> oh
1: okay.
2: uh we went down yeah so i remember uh I, we found a, a little liquor store somewhere in kimberly and, and of course the bigger bottle you can you can buy the better and i think uh and i was a whiskey guy i like crown royal mm-hmm. you know and, and uh 40 creek wasn't around at the time but i i was crown royal guy and i thought oh this is a lot cheaper, but still, uh, you know, get a big <laughs> bottle of this, whatever it was. And I can't remember, but I remember taking a sip of it and my eyes almost popping out of my head because it was like <laughs> corn whiskey and it was a lot different than what we were used to. So funny that you asked, know, that's what I remember of the ISC back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also remember, I also remember uh, on the way we stopped, we run a bus, right? Yeah. Uh, so Saskatoon, we bussed down there in the old Iron Lung bus that we had. And, and, uh, we stopped somewhere around Chicago and we got to do a professional mini golf course. And that was one of the coolest things that I've ever (laughs) done as well. Like it was a mountain. Like we literally, you'd walk up this thing, like you were almost needed a golf cart to get around it. Really? And, uh, so yeah. So I remember that. I remember, uh, (laughs) as far as the play goes, I just remember being in awe. And I mean, when you played, you know, I mean, I, I, maybe my memory isn't, uh, as good as it used to be, but, It everything just blurs so much and Mm -hmm. and i see faces faces you know and you know some of the players that you got to play with and and that you saw either on your team or against you over the years and uh, it's really tough for me to start picking out specific specifics when you you know it's i guess it's what 30, 30 years ago or whatever so yeah. it's it's tough. you know gets a little gets a little foggy on the old brain but uh, i sure remember mini golf and whiskey would hey
0: that's a good thing to remember though <laughs> yeah. actually when we when, when yeah, we, we, we when we interviewed we'll mark when we interviewed mark smith there last week he was talking about you know how yeah. how tough the isc tournament was to win back then because you know it was double elimination oh. So yeah. yeah, it's that uh, when well, you lose your really first game, you're, you're, you're tough.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Well, you went there and you, and you would like. I remember when we went with Seattle, and I like, again, it's in the mid nineties with that one. It have been like 95, ninety five, nice. Well, maybe ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we you go there, and your your goal is to finish top ten. Like, yeah, you're, I right. mean, yeah. Like, you think of all the guys we know, and it's like, oh, you don't go there to finish second, and you don't go there to finish you know, fifth, Yeah, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you look around at some of the teams, it was unbelievable. And, I mean, so if you got a top finish at the ISC, a top 10 finish, you'd come home and you guys, would, you'd like, you won the lottery, right? But yeah. like, people were really, really, really stoked with that kind of finish. So it was, um, it's different. And it's a sad thing. Cause I mean, I'm not going to be the guy again. That's, well, it's dying and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. You know, I know we're dinosaurs, you know, the men's game is dinosaurs for sure. And until, uh, you know, I don't have the answer, but un- until young guys get to grow up and do what we did, watch our dads play, mm-hmm. bat boy, learn the game, like how much I learned the game before I probably even played it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and same thing with, you know, guys like Haley, who said, you know, kind of had similar stories. And yeah. uh, But it's just, you know, it's a different world. And I think until we have men's, like their boys fastball going where you actually have the, you know, pitchers right i always start with pitching and and if you have decent pitching your hitters get better you know and you look at your league and how your pitchers well if your pitchers are decent your hitters are going to get better your league's going to get better and um but but what we're doing now you know I, i love it it's it's guys that are still passionate for the sport but you might get a crew of four or five guys that stay together for all these years and there's no building it's not like you're building a program you're just taking what's been given you you know you might have five or six guys that are your core and you grow up together and you you know you you build a team around it some guys might have come from baseball some guys maybe didn't play their whole life they come on and but you still have your core of guys and I think that's how we're doing it now yeah you know and it's just you're doing it by default as opposed to trying to save the sport you know Mm -hmm. Um, I think if we're really really uh, serious about about getting the guy's game back, we need to start at u ten u twelve and and have you know make it fun again you know, and have kids grow up playing it as an option as opposed to being a a second or third or fourth sport that they do for Exercise. Right. You know,
3: yeah. yeah. That's what soccer um, is. But
2: yeah. <laughs> but don't get me started.
3: <laughs> oh, 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 fuck. We can go all day then.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's, but you know what I mean? And I don't have the answers. Nobody, I don't know if we, anybody really has the answers, but I, I do think it has to start with our young ages. And we've got to, like, right now we have pockets in Canada. There's some, yeah. some <laughs> really good pockets of boys' ball in Canada. And I don't know. Obviously, the Newfoundlanders, you guys, uh, I don't know what you're doing at the really young level, yeah. but for whatever reason, the last 10 years, I don't know, all you did was pump out softball players. So you're doing something right out there. Yeah. You know,
3: our biggest, our um, biggest problem here is the fact that we have, you know, one association essentially that is running a, a U8, U10, U12, U14 program, but they don't have any competition to play against because there's no other communities in our province that are really pushing the sport. It seems that a lot of a lot of those kids have gone to baseball or, or to soccer or something yeah. else, which makes it very tough. But I know like in Newfoundland, I know that uh, Ryan Boland, he's running a program over there. Where, where is it, Randy? Uh, Avalon Wave. Avalon yeah. Wave. Yeah. So they're really trying to push the sport over there. But then again, at the same time, do they have competition to play against in the future is what the problem is going to be? Because we can pump players yeah. out. But if you're not playing against other players, it's really tough to become good at the sport for sure.
2: It- It almost like for the Maritimes, it would almost be an idea to get all your provinces together. You know, get some like minds together and say, you know, because it's not about. You're right. It's not about your own little pocket of of area because eventually, yeah, you run out of people to play. But if you could get, you know, all the all your Atlantic provinces together, get you know Ontario, Manitoba, and then get the West together and and start thinking about how to grow the sport.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think he'd come up with some pretty good ideas. And, but in the end, you know, again, we're competing with the soccers, the uh, yeah. Nintendos. It's not Nintendo <laughs> anymore, is it? What is, yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
0: It might be. I don't know. Atari.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Atari.
0: Yeah, Atari. What the hell's yeah. Atari? ColecoVision.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: some people, young oh, people right please. now are like, what in the hell is
0: Atari? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: shit. oh, gosh. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so back so. to, uh,
0: back to your mm-hmm. ball here, Dino, I'm going to skip a few years here to 1999, sure. your, your first uh, Canadian senior nationals with the Edmonton express. How was, how was that experience? That right must've been pretty cool.
2: That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, again, we had a, you know, we kind of talk about obviously the players we had at the time, but we had a lot of coming out parties right then, like Darren box. Yeah. Nobody knew who Darren was. Mm-hmm. You know, and he went off and he had i I don't know what he hit at Canadians, but he must've been close to 500 if not over and uh, did a great job behind the plate. I think he probably caught mostly every game, uh, you know, and we were ranked like that team. I know the rankings are a little bit goofy, but that team was ranked 13th, oh,
1: you know, really? and I wow. think back,
2: back then I think we might've had 16 to 20 teams at Canadians. I don't know for sure, but yeah, we were ranked 13th. And uh, so, yeah, we that was a pretty special one because it was the first one, but it was also one that we weren't really supposed to win. Right. Um, so, but but yeah, we had a, a young crew of guys that uh, um, you know try to name them all. Now it'd be tough, but yeah, uh, you know it was uh, Judry was the other thrower there, so it was oh, me yeah, and Judry that did a, did a, lot, from a our, lot of the throwing. Here, Derek from Judry, yeah,
3: yeah, he's from Nova Scotia. He
2: did, yeah. yeah. And you know what? It was a it was a real team uh, team first you know, like that crew, uh, Greenwell was our coach at the time, Guy Greenwell, big, big, uh, big guy. And he, uh, it was always team. And I can still remember to this day, uh, we, we had a really good finish. Obviously we're getting into the A final and we get ourselves into the final and, and Judry. And of course I did a lot of the throwing at the time. Like, I mean, I was you know, if we if we were, uh, I couldn't throw everything. You know, obviously, but I was in probably the best shape of my life back then. I think I was just getting into police academy, and uh, you know, so I was I was running and doing all sorts of stuff, and so I was probably the best shape of my life back then. I did throw a lot of the Canadians, but Judry, we knew we needed him. You know, to get some some quality innings in, and mm-hmm. and Greener Greener, our coach, came to me right before the game, and uh, I'm thinking so. Owen Sound has to come back and they got to beat us twice. Yeah, And, and greener basically talked to the team and we were all kind of together. And he says, well, uh, Judy, cause I was a pickup then I played with the uh, Heflin all year. And okay. so I wasn't with Edmonton mm-hmm. for every tournament, but, uh, you know, I got out there as much as I could. And then I was with them for Canadians and it was Judry's team. Like Derek did all the throwing throughout the year. And, and so, uh, it was a team decision at the time they, they said well uh Jude's you got us here Owen sound has got to beat us twice and so Judry started that final game and it we didn't we didn't do overly well like uh, uh we we kind of took a little bit of a licking but um it, it still it spoke to what kind of a team we were and then yeah. uh obviously we had we had success we ended up playing the second game i think we nipped them one nothing or 2-1 or whatever the final was but uh it was uh that was a pretty special time and obviously being the first uh first canadian was really special too yeah
0: i imagine wow yeah yeah, now, yeah. before we move on outside the shoot we'd like to thank one of their sponsors prodigy sports Located at 9 Simmons Road in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Prodigy Sports is your leading supplier of team, league, and school sporting good products. Prodigy Sports prides itself in its unique working relationships with all the major name brands in the athletic industry and has an extremely close working relationship with sporting good manufacturers around the world. This combination makes Prodigy Sports your number one supplier of sports equipment, clothing, and supplies. Please join them by looking further into their website, prodigy-sports.com, and discovering the world of prodigy sports right at your fingertips if you have any questions about their company or any of their products please feel free to contact them at 902-446-4645 2004 you uh, you got to win it again you were also tournament MVP, but this time you were with the Saskatoon Aspen Interiors. Uh, you know, that that must yeah. have been a pretty special feeling. You know, not only to win MVP, but to win win it doing it with your home province.
2: It, yeah, for sure. And I mean that was a that was the beginning of Aspen, really. Mm. Uh, like I think we were still called the Sox. I think they were called the Sox then or something, Saskatoon. Yeah, so so that was but I mean, it was the Kuralik family and, and uh, the, the cool thing about that trip. um, Well, you know, you say, what do you remember about certain things? Well, I remember uh, winning and mm. then I remember having a cigar on, on second base with Patty <laughs> cool. uh, yeah. yeah, Mac. Yeah, oh. yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, uh, and then I had to rush to the airport and, no, no shower, no nothing, and I had to fly back from. I say, obviously St. Thomas, but had to go to Toronto and then fly back in that flipping stinky. I don't. I think I must have taken the uni off. Thank God, but it was still like, oh, I'm might I, I must've cleared out half the half the plane because <laughs> you know, obviously playing, playing ball all day and sweating yeah. and whatever. And, uh, so I remember it wasn't a great trip home, but, uh, it was sure, uh, again, a real special time. Anytime you win, it's oh, awesome. Oh, sure. yeah. Again, it's, uh, you know, at that time it was the second, second Canadian I'd won. And, and then, then you start thinking about the guys that win it the first time yeah mm-hmm. and, and you, how how awesome they feel because you know you went through it you know before and and so uh it was that was a real special team too um it was a lot of a lot of young guys but um you know a good crew that that basically was a nucleus that kind of carried us in and that got us going into the next year and that was with uh, aspen as well right um so so that was kind of the, the coming out party for that crew there
0: Excellent. Now that that same yeah. year, you guys, you you won a silver medal with the team Canada at the ISS. Um, well, maybe
2: true. F- yeah.
0: First, talk about the you know the first time about putting on the red and white back in ninety eight, and then maybe talk about that event getting a silver medal.
2: Yeah. Well, ninety eight uh, was was obviously again that was pretty exciting because it was the first time we went down to a qualifying tournament in Venezuela, and uh, it was. It was hot. I remember that. I remember uh, fighting over fans in the, you know, in the dorms. Uh, people were actually selling bats <laughs> and doing everything they could do to to get a fan. And it, it was. And I think everybody was sick. Oh. Uh, pretty well. Pretty well by the end of uh, end of the tournament, everybody was able to hit a Dixie kept from about twenty paces. Oh shit! You know, like yeah, it, it was. It was not good. It was not good. But uh, the experience was still you know it, it's it's a little different obviously when you put the the maple leaf on and, and everybody speaks you know a little bit differently of it but i just i loved it it was uh um it, it was beyond cool i mean some of the pictures we've got coming back and uh it was funny there you know there guys anytime you went to the park they had a uh what do you call it? They had machine guns and motorcycles, motorcycles driving around the bus the whole time, like kind of giving you an uh, escort to the park and yeah. And then you get to the park, they just, if you wanted to take a picture with them, they'd give you your, their, uh, their machine gun and you could take a picture, you know, with it. (laughs) I'm like,
0: (laughs) maybe (laughs) not, maybe
2: not what they would do nowadays. No,
0: no, probably uh, not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, little different down there to, and that was my first experience, uh, you know, traveling into. That area of the world too, which is again an eye opener, and but uh, overall just a great experience, um, you know for sure. Other so, than the getting sick part, but yeah,
0: yeah. How, how, how that winning that silver medal in two thousand and four, where where was that at?
2: That was in New Zealand, and uh, oh, that right. was a different. You know, I mean, I, uh, you know, I we talk back and forth. I've got some great New Zealanders that are buddies of mine, and that, that I've either played with or against over the years. And, but I mean, back in 2004, and we've talked about it about it on our uh, our podcast a little bit. You know, like you can't talk about New Zealand without talking about the haka. Yeah, yeah. And and um, you know, we get into that. And you know, my my I was really ignorant back then. I had no clue on on what it was. And. And maybe somebody tried to tell me but I really didn't care an awful lot yeah. I just it just drove me crazy I just couldn't figure out why somebody could you know come yeah. up and make faces and yell at you and you just had to stand there and you know <laughs> you and, take, and it, take yeah. it so yeah. it, it was well we had a bright idea that tournament and uh it wasn't a very good idea but uh we came up with it we said okay because I think in teams past I think maybe Smitty might have touched on this too at, at one point but you'd go down the line like sometimes they'd go down the line sometimes you'd go out there and stand there sometimes you go arm in arm yeah um there's a pretty cool experience in 2009 We can touch on there but uh but 2004 we decided we're not coming out of the dugout we're gonna just stay in the dugout right. and uh all of a sudden you know they start doing their the haka and the fans started losing their minds on us they were booing us because we wouldn't we wouldn't come out right Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm vibrating on the bench (laughs) and then i'm i'm trying to just say no stay there stay there and the next thing i know i'm out i'm out in the circle like i'm right out there and our whole team's (laughs) right right behind me we're all right there and and then the crowd cheers and it ramped us up and we were just we come in and I think we scored four or five runs in the first inning, oh, and then they got nine, <laughs> and then they got nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so um, I don't know. It, 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 what, what fueled us up obviously fueled them up too. But it's it's a it's something that you learn. You know, anytime you play softball, and I'm mean, not just softball, but you yeah, play in New exactly. Zealand. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's kind of a neat experience. And we we had an opportunity with our program to take a whole group of boys over. Uh, to New Zealand last Christmas, like uh, January. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a great... Well, we, we got to see Chubb Tangaro over there, oh. Pauly Algar, oh, nice. uh, Donny Hale, um, just the whole, the whole crew. I mean, there was a lot of them there. And and uh, one point in particular, they actually explained the haka to us and in detail. I mean, right. we had the kids telling us about it. We had Chubb uh, Tangaro telling us about it. And it's like okay, this is pretty cool. It's actually quite an honor that they, that they want to do that for us. Right. It's a mm-hmm. challenge. And, and so once, once you understand all that, I was just more in awe of it than I was angry, yeah. you know? Right. And so, uh, you know, I think it's really important for teams to explain that to your, to your players. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe, maybe they tried to explain it to us back in 2004, but <laughs> I, I he wasn't care. ready to listen to it back <laughs> no, then, but no. it,
0: it would have been funny if Lolly had yeah. been playing with you at that time because he would have been right out there with you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, w- I don't think I have to convince him. No, he probably would have been out there. He's a little quicker than me. So he, might <laughs> uh, freak. Yeah, he likes
3: getting kicked in sure. the ballparks too. <laughs> I do <know> you? <laughs> right.
2: And our tournament. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, he as long as he's got his uniform right, then he's he's definitely on off on the first. You know his first yeah. step is pretty good. Because, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think there's been a few times he'll show up in the uni that he wore the day before. <laughs> oh. Actually, back in back in the day, yeah. I said, oh. "No, Wally, we got two sets, you're using a different one today."
0: <laughs> oh, so, didn't know that. That's yeah. been good to tease him about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. He's a beauty. Oh, he's oh, a he, beauty. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, two thousand and eight, you uh, Saskatoon, you lost in the ISC finals to Kitchener. Um. Yeah. I, re- I read that was a pretty a disappointing killer. loss for you yeah
2: it was it was awful it was like yeah. pro- you know obviously one of the worst experiences i mean obviously the year was fantastic again i was aspen and and we had uh, dale uh Dale levy uh, right. mm-hmm. um he went off that year like i mean he's always been a good good player but he went off he had the best year for sure of his career i'm sure of it
1: mm-hmm.
2: um he had so many big hits walk-off home runs wow. uh you know and i think our our record that year we had et and and ricky smith was the staff so the three of us um i think our record that year was we had five losses and wow and i think three of them three of them were to kitchener so it was uh you know, that, that final, to get into the final and, and uh, I think we we're up, well, I know we we're up. I still have nightmares. We we're up three, nothing. Oh, and uh, I think they've had two hits right so far. And, and uh, I'm cruising. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, obviously just running a little bit out of gas. I, I, I don't know what order, but I just remember there was two solo shots hit off me in the sixth. And then uh, you know, still going into the seventh, we're up by a run. And then I think it was Wolfie. Um, I know Blair hit one off me and I know, uh, uh, Wolfie hit one. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know who the third, but I'm sure they'll text me and remind me. Here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but, but I, I, I still wake up like, you know, this, that's the game. I mean, we should have, we should have won that game. You right. should have, should have, could have, but, um, you know, maybe, uh, it, trying to throw rise balls by these guys, you know, for seven complete eng- innings isn't the answer, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, maybe had I had some, uh, some of my old wisdom and, Oh, maybe pop a change up in there every once in a while or throw a drop ball and see what happens, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, I mean, I learned a lot that was, uh, it actually had surgery in 2005. And so I was just kind of coming back. It took, it took two or three years though to get back and throw where I was, you know felt comfortable and confident again right. and and oh was a great year i mean we just everything went so well and the team gelled so well and and uh, it would have been a nice finish because we won every tournament we won every tournament we were in that That's year crazy. except mm. for the ic Shit. yeah and uh yeah so it was a it was a great squad and and uh, good memories but that 2008 guy yeah, still wake up with shivers here in the night every once in a while with that Shit. one <laughs> so was yeah.
0: Todd yep. Todd Martin was pitching for Kitchener in the finals wasn't he yep,
2: yep. I think uh, I think him and Frank I think Cox oh was they had in there. Too, I yeah. think yeah so I think I think T- Todd finished for sure mm, Yeah, um, I think Frank might have got hurt or he was kind of laboring a little bit uh, and I'm, I might be confusing because we played them twice you know, we had to play them, uh, in the, yeah, yeah, as well. So, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, they, they had a, a great club for sure. And it's, yeah. you know, I don't mind losing to, to great ball players, but, um, you know, we didn't give it away. It was just, I don't know. It, it's just, you'd like to have it back to do some things differently and who knows, maybe it's, maybe you still lose. Right. Yep. But it's, uh, you know, some of the best hitters in the world. Are you going to just keep throwing rise balls?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: By I don't know. Yeah. Probably not, probably not the best plan in the world. No, but. no, uh, <laughs> no, def- a good learning experience. Nonetheless. Yeah.
0: Fair. Now the following year, you, you, yeah. you, you joined the river shark twins and was able to, to win. And you were named tournament MVP. Uh, I watched, I, yeah. I actually went back and watched the, the final game there a couple nights ago. And, uh, <laughs> Todd started the game and you came in relief for him. Uh, what happened to Todd anyway in that game?
2: Well, I just think he was being a good teammate. He knew I hadn't pitched for a while. And he just <laughs> right. faked an injury.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that, no, that,
2: he had yeah. been. Yeah, he was. Well, he was kind of on that. I think back then we had to. And I forgive me if I'm wrong, but I he was injured throughout that back half the year, and so he had. You know, he had a an injury that he kind of. We weren't sure if we were going to put him on the roster as a pitcher
0: uh-huh.
2: for the IC. member. like you, you could only have I don't yeah. know. There was certain. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and so the, it was a pretty tough decision. But we, I think, we waited as long as we could, and then when we needed him, he came in and he threw earlier. I think he threw the game against uh, Aspen, if I'm not if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, but then. You know, Toddie was on a roll, and probably not to have him sit and uh, you know get stiffened up. Mm. He pitched well in the game before, so they just let him roll. And I think it was just too much for
1: yeah
2: for his leg. I think it was a hammy or groin or whatever it was. But yeah, he, he, you could even see it in the video when yeah. you, he did it. He, I think yeah. he did it the pitch before he actually came out because you could see him kind of like, what the hell was that? And then the next pitch. Yeah, he's done, and so mm. everybody kind of knew what it was. And mm. I mean, at the time, I I was pretty jacked up to come in. Of um, I
0: I could tell when you come in. I mean, but, you had thirteen Ks the rest of the yeah. game. That's <laughs> <It's from> fucking
2: <laughs> <BB's>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it it was. Um, I, I I tell this story a lot because uh, you know, in teaching young pitchers, and you know, we're we're goats and we're heroes, right? Yeah. And and that year. Uh, I was definitely the goat about a month earlier when when we were playing in that '09 uh, Worlds. We're playing New Zealand. I think Donnie Hale. I came in and it was uh, it was a uh, well. My job's to come in and get him out, right? And mm-hmm. I think he hit it about 400 feet, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it was a terrible experience. We ended up losing. I think we got a bronze medal at home, um, but you know we weren't that's one of those ones we're not we're not happy with bronze we're not happy with silver we wanted to win the win the world in so no 09 and and uh i think we had the squad to do it we just we didn't uh didn't get it done and so for me that was the worst experience probably of my life had thousands of people in that park probably half of them were my family uh you know gave up a big bomb at a time that i didn't didn't really want to do it and then a month later i find myself on the hill against many of those same hitters they were with the patsies and uh it just went different so you know you just it's just a good lesson for for young throwers out there that you have a bad experience you can't you gotta have a, a short memory, right? And you gotta let it go. And you gotta, you gotta come back and and be better the next time. You know, own it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if you sucked, you sucked, and then come out the next day and let's be better. And um, so I lived a lesson there, and and I pass that one down as much as I can to young pitchers, for sure. It's, you know, just so they know, you know, it. Every day isn't the same, right? And yeah. and if you can't handle being a, a goat one day and a hero the next, then maybe you're a shortstop or an outfielder.
3: Yeah, that's right.
2: You know, the yeah. p- pitchers, again, we're getting back to that pitcher's Pitcher mentality. Goalie. is a little yeah. different yeah. than everybody else, right? Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yeah. Cuckoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: for sure. Now, now, a little different. Yeah.
0: I'm going to jump ahead a couple of weeks here. Senior Nats in St. Yeah. Thomas in 09. Yeah. Uh, you guys won Kitchener's first national title, defeating Jarvis in, in nine innings. But uh, before we talk about that, I'd like to talk about the road to the finals that went through the Brookfield Elks in the round robin. Well, first of all, we should ask do,
3: do you remember that, Dino, at all? Yeah.
0: Because
3: Randy fucking well, talks you know, about I, it every <laughs> single day of his life.
2: Well, why don't you tell me what happened and then it'll help me refresh my memory? I, I always, uh, I mean, I. I we played against Brookfield Elks for a long, long time. Yeah, so yeah. there's uh, again memories kind of mesh into uh, well, years here. Yeah. But uh,
3: Randy and I were both on that team I'm, in 2009 in Brook or for Brookfield. We met yeah. up with you guys uh, who we were just coming off an ISE <laughs> world victory, yeah. and uh, Randy got yeah. the ball in the game. So we had played a pretty good round robin. We uh, played
0: Jarvis, yeah. like two, or we played them yeah. in the first game that day, and we beat them 8-7, Yeah, and that put us at 4-2. Oh, wow. And then we played yeah. you guys, and I think it was just more or less a, you know, let's just get through this game, we're in the playoffs, so...
3: Yeah,
2: so we ran out Randy. of gas a little bit. Yeah.
0: No, well, we gave Randy the ball, and he wasn't our ace by
3: any means. He was like our seventh or eighth pitcher. and uh, <laughs> Shut up yeah. behind me.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are rough.
3: <laughs> yeah, so you know, you ask Randy. You know, Randy, go out there and get out for us, and uh, let's hope for the best. Yeah, and you were on the hill for uh, for the River Sharks. So we're like, what the yeah. fuck no is going yeah. on here? And uh anyway,
0: Randy, you explain the outs. So I could <laughs> see, I remember this game like it like well, I still say it's the, my greatest accomplishment in fast pitch yeah, that's yeah. ever yeah. happened. So yeah, for yeah. Sure. anyway, we yeah. uh we went up <laughs> three nothing in the first inning off you off three three solo oh, shots. Geez. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh well now you're now I'm you having flashbacks about yep. ISE's now again. So <laughs> thanks <laughs> for that. So,
0: so anyway, you guys uh, <laughs> uh it was still three nothing around the fourth and Reno D'Ambrosio hit a two run shot to make it uh three two. Yeah. And then you guys tied yeah. it up in the sixth three three. So uh we uh come into the seventh top of the seventh and Chris the co host of co-host. this podcast. He hit a solo shot. Yeah. He hit a solo <laughs> shot off you to make Jeez. it 4 3.
2: So I gave up four bombs in a game. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, Why do you guys got to remember that one? Because
3: well, that's all we got, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, but the, the biggest thing for me in this game was in the bottom of the seventh. And I'm, as soon as Chris hit that home run, I'm like, oh my God, we have a one. Re- now run you're lead going in the condition. seventh. Yeah. And, you were you were yeah you weren't You were the flex game. player that game. Yeah. But you they decided, oh, yeah, yeah. you got to hit in the bottom of the 7th cuz they did the replacement, oh. right? And uh yeah, yeah. I can remember I already had one out and then you come up and I was on the mound and I was like <laughs> I was literally almost shit in my pants cuz I would never faced you before but I knew your <laughs> reputation. So anyway, yeah. I was able to to get you to pop out the center field to Mike Grant which was one of his 10 putouts in the game and uh yeah and then 10 right at the wall <laughs> yeah 10 right at the wall it's all right and then uh, got the next out and we ended up winning but uh, <laughs> uh i i Jeez. I had to bring it up because it's the that's greatest good. thing that happened to me. So uh, Dino, he's been waiting since 2009. For, that's why he started this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: it's all good, man. We got one going through for the same yeah. reasons. Yeah, we got to get
1: the good stories out there. Absolutely, sure. man. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: It's but, all good. Uh, but no, you guys won. That, that a lot was of a that was a pretty uh, exciting final nine innings mm-hmm. against Jarvis and uh, right. Wolfie scored the winning run yeah. there. Uh, that must have we'll been be. a pretty good celebration.
2: It was always good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was always good. That was a great crew. And I think Donnie uh, (laughs) threw that final. Um, Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was his, I believe that was his first Canadian. And it was, I I remember just, you know, being, you know, that was a pretty special time. And and I remember thinking for Donnie, that was, uh, I'm sure, I'm hoping that was his first, now that I'm saying it on air, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, And I I remember the same thing in 08, Uh, it was Trevor Ether's time. Okay, right yeah. so um you know he'd see through that final in 08 i think too so i mean it's just there were some special times you think of it uh you know terry weeb was one of the guys again with that saskatoon team that that won for the first time you think terry weeb being one of the shortstops yeah you know best shortstops that canada's ever had yeah and it took him till 2008 to win a canadian so it's not know, easy times have changed <laughs> yeah. no and uh so you so you cherish every moment that for uh sure that comes, comes your way. And I remember battling the Brooks field. You guys like, didn't matter whether, whether it was, uh, um, you know, it, it, what type of game it was, whether it was yeah. a playoff game or a round robin game, we didn't, we didn't know what to expect, but we knew that if we took anybody lightly, uh, you know yeah. you'd be on the wrong end of the score so yeah. um you guys had you guys had a good team for sure and uh caused a lot of ruckus that year for sure
0: yeah it was fun i was got fun pretty best. drunk after that game i can tell you that much <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you wake up in a barn
0: <laughs> no that was that was a couple nights later Oh, never <laughs> <been. Sorry>. uh, <laughs> so you were oh, you hung her up on uh in 2012 um like from yep. travel ball and everything uh, was that a tough decision or, yeah. or did you know at, at the time that was that was it
2: Well, it, it was because my arm, uh, like I, when I had my surgery, uh, like I, I kind of heard it in that January, 2005, 2006, like that, Mm -hmm. that winter ball tournament that they had, but down in Florida. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I heard it, heard it there and I tried. So the 2006 year I wasn't able to throw. So I just, I basically hit and DP'd and, you know that was kind of my year in 2006, but it, it took, took a while to get it back. Um, and oh eight was, was a good year. 2009 was pretty good. But as I got, you know, the, you know, to 2012, it was starting to hurt again. And it was, the only way I can explain it is it kind of felt clunky. It was like a, you know, a ball rolling around in a joint and it was, it was just getting loose again.
3: Was it your shoulder? So, do you know? Just it, asking. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I've had, I've done had my left shoulder done, my right shoulder done twice now. Right, so geez. it's it's uh it just gets loose and and it and, and so that's the best way I can ex- explain it. Yeah. And then they, they went in there and they tightened up a couple things and and uh, so I was it, it was good. But in 2012, if I pitched too much, it would it would start to hurt. If I didn't pitch enough, I wasn't good enough. So right. I. And I mean, people still, you know, if I was going to come out and at that time, you have a commitment, you know, there's, if they have me on their roster, they expect I'm going to be doing a lot of throwing. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I just didn't feel good about, you know getting hurt and, and worried about, leave, you know, hurting teams and, and letting teams down. So, yeah, that, that year was a, was a tough one. I mean, it was hard to quit, but um, I, I did the FAR because I was back again in 2014. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, but I had a great opportunity after that with, with the Gremlins to come back and, and talk about a, a classy organization. Oh, they, yeah. they treated me and uh, my wife unbelievably well. Uh, nice. You know, but it was a different role with them. Right. You know, we, I came in, we, I think we had Cheesy and we had uh, Whitty. Uh, we had Carl Golan on yeah. that team, but wow. but really uh, Hill United was the team that, that we had to beat. And, and uh, it was, I think I had to start pitching because we weren't going to show him cheese. So it was a different role for me that year, yep. you know, to come back and have to Take some lumps against some of those big squads, and I remember my first time too, back against them. It was, we were somewhere in Ontario, and I remember getting maybe through an inning and a half, and it was like freaking missiles going out of the park. And I wow. think if I I was almost considering wearing a face mask because I it, the ball was just coming back at me way faster than I ever remembered it did.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and that
2: and that was the year uh, McGiffen was was our coach, and he. He actually uh he said, You know what, we're gonna um we're gonna take things easy on you here a little bit and I think maybe give you a break from those guys. And I'm like, Screw that. Like I was embarrassed that yeah. first time out against Hill. So I'm like, screw that. I went home, I worked for a couple of weeks, and then we had an opportunity to play him again. And I think that time I got into the third or fourth inning.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And yeah. then and then I thought, okay, then it's time to get me out. And then uh, but I remember I needed my change up. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of guys, when they think back of, of my career and guys that I played with and against, they don't go, Oh man, did he have a change up? No, but I did Yeah, like way, like in junior. And then when I started throwing the ball hard, I lost the change and, and basically I'd bounce it in there a couple of times in a game or throw one over top of somebody's head. And then that's it. I'd never throw it again. Right. And, uh, so when I was kind of, you know, you lose three or four miles an hour, you know, just getting old and. And then realizing, well, my changeup isn't real confident right now. I went home and I made myself get back, you know, using my changeup again.
1: Wow.
2: And uh, I think the next, you know, few years after that. And if I had any advice to give, you know, young throwers or you know, middle-aged throwers, even,
1: yeah.
2: um, is is you know, do what you need to do. Don't don't get by on just one pitch. You know, figure out that we're well, going to lose miles an hour here as, as we get a little bit older and. And uh, you're going to need to mix speeds in there and, and different pitches. And we just can't rely on that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there, Pauly Elgar, you know, if, if you faced him, you just knew you were getting a rise ball, right? right. And I mm-hmm. think I was a little bit that way. Guys would get geared up and they'd love to hit the rise ball. It's the one that leaves the yard. And um, But I definitely got more effective as the year went on because I started to use my change a whole
1: lot more. Right. And
2: uh, I think the only, I think we lost three games that year. Uh, well, I did as pitching, and I I do remember that part of it. And they were all against Hill, um, but the last one was in the ASA final. Uh, again, we didn't throw cheese because we were kind of saving them for the ICs. the ISC, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we didn't really want them to get roughed up at all. And and but I don't know. I, I my philosophy on that's a little you know goes back and forth a little bit. As a pitcher, I got better every time I faced those guys that year. Yeah. You know, so it it didn't work the other way around. It, it You know, they, they didn't hit me harder. I actually did. And in, and in the ASA final, I don't know, I think I went five or six innings. Mm-hmm. And it was a great ball game. Yeah. And uh, we ended up losing it. But uh, but that's that was my role coming back as an older older thrower. And it's a different one to kind of take on if, if you're used to being, you know, one of the guys that, right. mm-hmm. that does the bulk, right? Yeah. Now you're trying to give guys the rest. So that was pretty much the same same thing when uh we played with uh in 2015 i, I came back that was my final final year as far as travel ball goes Oh okay. um and that was with uh scarborough the force, force yeah. so yeah and that was that was basically my last year travel ball but you know i had to just kind of face the fact that i wasn't throwing the ball you know 85 mile an hour anymore it was you know 78 to 80 and i had to move it around and i had to use all my pitches and yeah. and i kept thinking to myself man i wish i would have done this 15 20 yeah. years yeah ago. exactly you know, yeah. how much how much more of a you know complete pitcher could you have been right yeah. so anyway oh,
0: i want to move over the memory lane the the coaching role here in uh, 2013 you uh, you were the pitching coach for team Saskatchewan at the canada games correct
2: yeah, yeah yeah you got to, to was the head uh, coach and i was the pitching coach Yeah, yeah. So your,
0: your daughter sydney was on the team
2: yeah Sid was on the team we had a we had a again we had a pretty good crew we had uh i thought we had a team that really could have made a run for it uh mm-hmm. i think did we finish we finished fifth or third i can i i think it's fifth. i think we finished okay. fifth that year but but we had a you know a squad that could uh could have really, really went somewhere. We did have a couple of injuries right before the tournament and lost basically probably our three and four hitters out of that lineup. Uh, so it definitely hurt us a little bit there, and both were pitchers as well. So it, uh, it, it, it kind of we kind of limped into it as far as that went, but mm-hmm. uh, we have still had a really good showing. Uh, the girls played well, and that was but that was kind of our first. Other than minor, minor ball, like growing up coaching my daughter, yeah. that was kind of the first, you know, elite,
3: yeah, big um, stage stuff
2: experience sure. we had with with the female side of the game. Which is there's a lot, lot to learn for sure, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, it was a great experience. I and I do have the opportunity to do it again. So uh, on the staff with Karen Thal here out of uh, Regina, she's our head coach, okay. and uh, so I'm one of the assistant coaches with that team as well. So. Uh, Really looking forward to, you know, we're, we're at the point, it's been a weird year with COVID obviously with everybody. And uh, in a couple of weeks here, we're, we're planning to get together with that squad and, and kind of see how we shape up. But I, I, we've got some really, really talented players and I I think we'll have a really good shot at uh, making a run at it again this
1: year.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Now, before we move on to the last thing, usually I like I we finish it up with a player association thing. But uh, before we get to that, I want to ask you about the, the twos talk. Um, your guys, oh, yeah. your guys' podcast. How did, how did that come about? Because the funny thing is, <laughs> funny thing is, is that when I started, like when I was coming up with the idea for this, I, I got, yeah. I was working from home from March to like today. Till yeah. Tomorrow I'm back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah. So anyway, uh, I I was listening to podcasts and I was like, well, yeah. geez, I wonder if there's any on fast pitch and I got looking and and the only thing I was finding was you know down in the states with the NCAA. I mean, there was a couple couple podcasts there, but uh, so anyway, I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting the ball rolling on this, and then I think it was about a week and a half before we were launching, I saw Tooth Talk come up and I was like. I was like, right on. I was like, that's awesome. So, so how did that, how did it come about for you guys?
2: Well, we, we had a buddy, I mean, his name's Sean Colborne, a chicken farmer out of Saskatoon there, Delisle. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, he, talk to us one day. He calls us up and gets us on. Like it's a dual call. Like it's so important. You guys have to do a podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? Like, yeah. I know I'm not a talker. I shouldn't be on any radio anywhere. I shouldn't be on TV either. <laughs> so that kind of, kind of hurts me both ways. But I, I just, I thought, I kind of just sloughed it off thinking, way, you know, and he said, well, I got a buddy he's doing one and he's doing a hunting one. And, it just took off. And I mean, we didn't do it. We're still not doing it for, you know, the you know, reason that you're going to make money or advertising or anything with yeah. it. It's, it's more of a pastime. And, and for us, uh, we just kind of got in the habit of it and we've had some really good guests like you guys have, uh, Smitty was amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. you know, our, our focus is more, um, you know, it was, you know, originally going to talk about our program a little bit. And then we, you know, we brought, it's kind of week in, week out. We'll do a little something on the guys game. We'll do something on the girls game. And then we'll do something for, you know, our players and our parents that, that listen, you know, uh, for our program, just kind of sometimes instead of making 250 phone calls, you can do a podcast and get the message out as far as, right. you know, right. what to expect at trial camps or, you know, next week we're going to do another one here for them. And it's going to give them some ideas on, you know, what to expect when we, when we travel, if and when we get to travel, um, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, we've had lots of good feedback, lots of laughs. And uh, you know, it's, it's been way better than I, than I ever even thought it, it really could be yeah, when we I first think, started it. I
1: was, great. You know,
0: so. yeah. Same, same with yeah. us. It's, it's, refreshing you know the fact that you know we're on this side of the country and you, you're more out there and the fact that we're both able to do yep. it at the same time and promote the game that's it's it's awesome
2: absolutely yeah no it's uh it's not a oh man they're doing one too no it's yeah. it's, oh, it's good. they're yeah. gonna get yeah. a different spin on it they're gonna yeah. even some of the same guests it's fantastic like uh yeah. it it just I think the world needs it. And, uh, you know, obviously with COVID and and we were all shut in and I think I was losing my mind. Like I, uh, (laughs) my wife came home one day, the day after they released the, uh, you know, the Pentagon released the, the alien UFO videos. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like one day, one day on the news and then (laughs) poof, it's gone. Yeah. I'm like, geez, like, we're talking aliens here and we're like (laughs) passing it over. Like, uh, so of course I come home or she comes home from work and I'm sitting in the garage and I got my, my ball hat on, but I've, I've tinfoiled it, you know, aluminum foil. Yeah. So they can't get into my noggin, you know, and she goes, you need to go back to work. You know, you need to be starting to do something, so I think the podcast kind of started because I probably needed something a little bit different.
3: Yeah. Did that take you did a whole really roll? A little did that take you a whole roll of Tim? Yeah, because if I remember correctly, you get a big yeah. melon, don't you?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, you it's only big on the bottom. The
3: tr- uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm a seven and three eighths. I tell everybody I'm seven and three eighths.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, shit. oh shit. yeah, yeah, uh, it's like Bert. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs>
3: another another good thing yeah. about podcasts for us that that I've found personally is, you know, I've I've played against a lot of players and I've coached against a lot of players. Like to talk to Hilly and yourself and Lolly and all of those guys that we've interviewed, y- you really find out that when you're on the ball field, it's all about battle, and I get it. And when you're in the beard tent, it's all about being friends, and I get it. But you don't yeah. really get to meet people. And I know that we're not face to face, but like talking to those guys, yeah. you really figure that those are genuine. Everyone we've talked to is a genuine good person. Mm-hmm. And they're all about the yeah. same thing, just loving the sport. So that's why I really appreciate this for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, I'd say I, 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 I like the ISC when they did that. Remember, they did a the talk there with uh, yeah. Todd Martin yeah. and Todd Budkey, myself, Darren Zach, and I. I and it was, it was fantastic. Right, like yeah. I, not that it was us. It was just, I like the idea of them doing that because you get them in the beer tent and that's really what you know our podcast is all about too. It's like we're sitting around the tent yeah. telling stories, mm-hmm. having some laughs. Maybe we don't remember the stories the same way. And I apologize if I, uh, got <laughs> don't apologize things wrong because, uh, everything is really melded together. Yeah. I, I don't remember uh, things like I used to, but, um, you know, I love the sport. I love the faces, the names. Uh, I miss the guys. That's, that's obviously the big, you know,
1: yeah.
2: uh, the big thing. You you miss the guys and the laughs and, and yeah. the stuff after the game as well. Right. That's, that's as big as uh as big as the stuff that happens on the field for sure. That's yep, for sure. sure
0: yeah. All right. We're going to move all over to the the player association. Um, if you've listened, <laughs> if you've listened before, I, I throw it in. Yeah, I have, yeah. 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 And you can, uh, you can, Say what you want about them. So I'll start <laughs> right. off with uh, Darren Box.
2: Darren Box. Boxy's a beauty. And you talk about guys with big head. His his head's way bigger than mine.
3: <laughs> that guy's a monster. Right? I remember him, man. Holy it, shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Boxy was uh he was a gentle giant, right? He uh he didn't have a mean body bone in his body. Um you know, I remember back to uh you know, some of the some of the uh the stirrups that we've had with New Zealand over the years, we had kind of a, in that 2004, we had kind of a little bit of a melee happen on the field. And, and part of that was Darren box got plunked in the head. And I, and I, to this day, I think if it was any, not, not if it was anybody else, I'm sure it's still, everybody would have sparked everybody up. but it was boxy Mm. Boxy's one of the nicest guys on the planet, (laughs) you know? And, uh, when he took one in the noggin, it was the first pitch after, uh, after uh, there was kind of a melee at third base kind of somebody slid in and and cleats were up or whatever and people didn't like it and pushing back and forth. And then the next pitch after that hit boxy in the head. And if you've ever, uh, ever seen any of the, you know, papers or, you know, I mean, I, I don't see a paper anymore either, but, it's, there's a picture of Donnie Hale on my back. And and we were it's he's literally hanging. His feet are off the ground. on the top of my back and, and then we're chasing people around up there. Everybody's, I don't think there's really any fists thrown, but uh it was all because of box. He got plunked and, and uh I think again, one of the nicest guys going and, and I'm really, really happy for him that that his career turned out the way he did. And yeah. um, you know, he, he, he deserves every accolade he gets, that guy. He's nice. you know uh, so yeah, nice. top notch. Uh,
0: next guy you're you're quite familiar with, Keith Mac- Macintosh.
2: Yeah, I don't like him at all. <laughs> I don't know, that's a misnomer. This. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> asshole. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man, well, Tosh, we're we might as well be brothers. Yeah. Um, like I, I I know him more than anybody, even my family. Uh, and wow. it's just grown back. I mean, obviously we. We, uh, grew up playing ball together and, and, uh, I mean, playing ball after ball, yeah, you know, yeah. like tennis court ball, oh, yeah, tennis yeah. court, oh, hockey, yeah. uh, you know, it just, it, we coach together. We own this company, 222 Fast together. We, uh, I don't know it. I don't know what you say about somebody like that other than he's, yeah, he's a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> I, uh, kind of, <laughs> uh, um, no we we have uh we have a lot of fun at what we do we we love i don't know if i i know another guy that loves the sport more than i do yeah uh, maybe yeah. him maybe him right yes. and uh so oh, we we've just had so many good experiences on the diamond together and then now obviously doing doing this uh 222s fast pitch for coaching together Beautiful. um it's it's just fantastic and and we used to are our, our, like obviously we roomed together for so many years and, uh, it used to be called the bat cave, you know? Right. Uh, Tosh and Tosh and Dino's room was like the bat cave. Cause oh, we yeah. keep it at about 65 degrees in there, and, <laughs> but I, but I can't, the good old days are gone. Cause I can't do that anymore. It's like, I got to turn it up to 72. So my, so I don't get a little cough. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that air conditioning cough. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, yeah. Spent many, many years in the bat cave with him on the road. And, uh, Yeah. Beauty. Pretty good buddy, to That's say cool. the least.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, next one is uh, Terry Weeb.
2: Wiebe. Wiebe. Uh, he's a beauty. We touched on him a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, I, I truly think he's the best shortstop, and I and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody else because I know there's great shortstops out there. David Boys, uh, Chris Jones, uh, he's phenomenal. Um, but they did it differently than Wiebe. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just a different style. And and the one thing that I that I think about with Weeby, um, I, 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 there was a year that him and Gary Hermson were my up the middle, you know, behind us in, in a, on a team, uh, out on the coast. With, you know, they're called the Poco Ravens. And it was, I think 90, 95, 96. And, uh, they, they would make plays. It would be like, it's like you're watching baseball highlights. You'll see one of them dive up the middle, flip it to the, oh, you know, to yeah. the second base, to the other one with their glove. And then they'd finish off a double play and that kind of stuff happened regularly with those two. And yeah. the, the thing that I know about Weeby is, you know, something that he did differently than everybody else. Uh, when he went into the hole, he had a, a different way. He'd always, he kind of like slide into the hole Kind of one knee down, one leg out, and then he would get a cannon of a throw off from the hole. And and so as far as shortstops go, pretty important to be able to go into the hole and get yeah. a throw, you know, across your body and, and make that throw to first base, which is probably the toughest throw for a shortstop to have to make. Yeah. He made it and he just made it his own way. He could have patented the way he did it because I don't think anybody could do it the way he did. Uh, beauty person, uh, as a you know, uh, I don't think anybody wants to win more than Weeby. Um, and, uh, I, had, yeah, all, all good things to say about nice. that guy for sure. Nice.
0: And the last one, yeah. he's, uh, he's your guys' guest on Two Talk, Two's Talk tomorrow. Uh, he's our guest. We're talking to him next week. Uh, Todd Martin.
2: Perfect. Yes. Hey. Toddy. Uh, yeah, our, like I said, I don't, like kind of said our podcast is a little bit more of a family show because we've got a lot of our kids watching, yeah. you, you know, know, or listening And, uh, so I probably couldn't say all the things that I really wanted to say to Todd. We had, uh, Toddy and and Jenna Kyron and they did an amazing job. Um, and one thing I I learned about Jenna is because I've never met her before. I've seen her throw a lot and and obviously she does some pretty special things on the diamond, but she didn't just pick up Todd's changeup because she was throwing out disses at our guys, like (laughs) the first minute into the podcast, she's yeah. And so Toddy obviously got a pretty sharp sense of humor uh lowest voice on the planet <laughs> great uh so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to adjust your levels there a little okay,
0: bit. okay yeah. good to know <laughs>
2: you know but uh jenna definitely picked up his sense of humor and his uh his wit because uh, uh she was yeah she was giving it to our gatherer our host as well <laughs> nice. so.
0: that's awesome nice.
2: uh but Todd toddy was great because he uh <clears throat> you know you want to know what todd's thinking just ask him you yeah. know <laughs> he he doesn't pull any punches he uh um, we talked a little bit and I just, sorry about going into a little longer here, but he, uh, no he worry. talked about the change up and, uh, there's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a thing in our program is, is young kids that are throwing change up. And I am very trying to be politically correct because I know that at a young age, um, you know, the first thing that kids learn is that flip change,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: It's the spinner change, arm spins around. And and I, and I don't like it. I really don't like it. And, uh, so we had Toddy on and Jenna and, and they actually, we had, you know, about 10 or 15 minutes talking about the change up and Marty just says, you're not, you're not throwing that. If I'm coaching you, you're not throwing it, you know, and I'll talk to your parents. They're not, they're not, you're not coming on. you're not flipping that change. <laughs> Nobody does. that so I loved it because I didn't have to be the bad guy now. Right. right. Like Todd's saying, if you want to go to the NCAA and I'm not saying that there's not an NCAA pitcher out there throwing a flip change, but there's not a lot of them, you know, and if you, if everybody's aspirations is to be the best they can be, why are we teaching that stupid pitch? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing to do when we're eight. Yeah. Right. But, but as you get older and I, this is the kids that I'm dealing with is 14, 15, 16 years of age that are still throwing the flip change and try to get them into something different. It's next to impossible. Right. So, um, and I, it's, you know, I say politically correct because I'm sure there's a lot of our softball Canada. There's a lot of our provincial bodies that are teaching this, Right. but I think we need to, we need to, we need to switch it up. And Marty is the kind of guy that he doesn't pull any punches. He just flat out told you, yeah, you're not doing that. I'm not <laughs> teaching it. I'm telling your parents, you're not, you're not throwing it. And I loved it because, uh, yeah, he got to be the bad guy on our podcast. And I just said. Thanks. Thanks for coming.
3: Welcome, okay, Marty. So
2: yeah, Todd's a beauty. Uh, you're gonna have some fun with him for sure, and, awesome. and he's his memory's still a little better than mine. So
3: we'll have to remember <laughs> we'll have to, to, to bring up about. the flip change. Yeah. So uh, Marty, yeah. we've been yeah. teaching the kids this flip change, and Dino said it was fantastic. Can you elaborate oh, on you that? Oh, you gotta <laughs> set him up. Oh yeah, we will. For you sure. gotta
2: set him up. Yeah, and then you also gotta you gotta ask him about the the phantom injury that. Oh. That he had in '09.
0: Okay, for sure. I
2: heard, you know, Dino. Dino said you're a pretty nice guy, you know. <laughs> uh, so, just faking that injury for him in yeah. '09. Yeah. So, for anyways, sure. yeah. Roddy's right. a beauty. We've had lots of wrestling matches, all sorts of stuff. Oh, good.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
3: Yeah, you'd be fun to wrestle. Yeah. Jesus.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd just boot stomp you. He'd do oh, it yeah, yeah. Yeah. looking. He'd just come by and throw a boot on your chest. Nice. drive me crazy. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, Dino. Well, uh, I, I've been waiting 11 years to talk to you about the 09 Nationals, so uh, I need to uh, – yeah. thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, yeah, all right. I mean, it's, well, it's been awesome. Let's
2: do Let's do it again in a real tent here at a Masters Canadian here one of these years. Hey,
3: going to Newfoundland next year maybe?
2: Yeah, I'd like to. yes yeah. that's, that's the plan. I think we're going to bring our squad out there for oh, sure. Good stuff. So Excellent. hopefully, uh, hopefully, we get a few more, a uh, few more of the older folks that yeah, instead yeah. of just packing it in, get out there and so we can tell some more stories. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, Dino. Awesome, Dino. Thanks, thanks very much, man. Take care.
2: Really appreciate you having me.
0: All right, absolutely. See Take you, care. buddy.
2: Bye bye.
1: Anywhere, anywhere anytime,
2: anytime, yeah, it's due time, huh? Uh, it's just perfect timing. It's just perfect timing. Uh. Yeah, I needed Def jams to rap a lot. Came up in the '90s, you can hear the snap crackle pop. Crack the shackles off, raps David Hasselhoff. Fell, scrape my knees, got back up, I wiped the gravel off. Uh. I did this with no piggyback Like how they said P. Diddy did on Biggie's back Said you're a lying, you're lying, you little kitty cat i money in the bank, what's a 50 rack? Give me that Splitting wigs like a quarter of wood, strict like the quarter of lard, sip a cord of liquor raw, been recording for a quarter of my life, now my headquarters and my tennis court are looking right, uh, who wanna play with me, rage with me, love the ones who learn to change with me, stay with me, everyday me and Merc show our worth, cause nobody wanna die, underpaid and overworked, Don't oh no. know. em up high, real high, throw em up. Took a minute till they listen, now they know what's up Thought I told y'all before, no one is cold as us We shut it down and shut them up,
1: kid Get ready anywhere, anywhere, anytime No time for jokes Get ready. ready This is perfect timing Just <laughs> the kind of beat that goal, just the kind of beat that goal, just the kind of beat that goal. This the kind to beat yeah. the gold, this the kind to beat the gold, this the kind to beat the gold, I've been breaking down them doors since
3: they're
1: younger than ever.